Hi, welcome to episode six of the CBM podcast. I'm Phoebe. This episode, we've got an interview with my cousin Noah Brown, um, who has just been to Tanzania. He's got plenty to say, so I'll let him take it away. Hey guys, <laughs> welcome to Noah's podcast. I'm here with Phoebe today. <laughs> Hi Noah, um, you've just come back from Tanzania. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, you've agreed to talk to us about your experience. Let's just start with how did you how did you get into it? Um, so I wanted to go to I'm in my gap year at the moment, I've just finished my A levels and I wanted to go do CBM travelling and I heard that Ali uh, McDonald, who is a friend of my uncles John and Peter, was going to Tanzania. So Granny said, Why don't you message Ali? and ask Ali if you can go to Tanzania. So I did, and then I ended up going with John, Matthias, Ali McDonald, and Mike Harris. Nice. Did, what was, what are you doing in the trip? Um, do you want, like, where we went? Like, whole rundown quickly? Yeah, do a quick rundown, that'd be great. So, we got in on a Sunday, or a Monday, I think, and anyway, that day we spent, we went to a place called Songia in Tanzania, um, pronounced wrong. <laughs> um, and then we spent a day there. So we spent the rest of the day there. And then the next day we spent there. Then the day after that, we woke up early and got a bus to somewhere called Kwambe, which is near this big lake called Lake Victoria. And we spent two or three days there. I then got a bus back to Songia, where we stayed overnight and also went to see the brothers and sisters. And then finally we spent the last week uh, where we got the bus to a place called Ifakara, where we had Ifakara Youth Camp. Cool. So in that first week, what were you doing? Um, so uh, we need to get bus tickets and things like that, obviously, so we could go to the next places. So like we sorted that for some time. Um, but we went to first we met up with our guide translator person, who's called Jonathan, who was really lovely. Um, and... Then we met up with some of the people from Songia Ecclesia and they discussed with us what had been happening in Songia. Um, and it turns out that before, I hadn't been before, but last time other people went, they decided with the people from Songia that the two meetings were going to join together locally. But it turns out they hadn't done that, which came as a shock to the people I went with. And so we spent the time sorting that. So we went down to Songia Hall for the day which is a 15 minute walk and we uh, was preaching there we did a breaking of bread with them which was very nice and we just was talking to them about how they need to join and have fellowship cool so is it a particularly are the two ecclesias there are they quite big are they what are they like uh so one of them had I think three or four people in and the other one had two people in so it's not big at all okay hence why it was pretty crucial that they got together cool so were you just um sort of talking to them or were you doing some preaching as well um well we just like we we told them that we were coming and that we were going to do a breaking of bread i say we the people i went with told them <laughs> um and they told them that we were coming but then we ended up having maybe about 20 or 30 people in that hall just like people that came in off the street and like came and joined in which was really nice as well cool sounds good so then the youth camp that you were at what was yeah. that like incredible yeah so fun 
it's um it's very different to the UK. Um, but it was really, really, really fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, so how's it different? Uh first of all, the the place it's at is more like it's just they're literally staying at a hall which has got a barbed wire fence around the outside and they're just camped in the in the outside thing. So like and they just they don't complain about it at all, which is like really <laughs> cool. Like, um and the culture's just so different to ours that they just don't mind at all. But and then like I d I just don't know how to describe it. It's just because it's such a small enclosed area, everyone talks to everyone, I guess. Cool. How many people were there? Uh forty or fifty, I think. Nice. What what kind of age range was it? Um some people were I think twelve there to Maybe eighteen or nineteen, my age, twenty. Okay, cool, nice. And it was a, it was a week. Yes, it was Monday to f- Sunday to Friday, but we got a nineteen-hour class, nineteen-hour th- train in third class. <laughs> what was I that said, like? Awful, the worst experience of my life. <laughs> I couldn't imagine I'd done anything worse. Fellow friends and fans, if you ever go to Tanzania, do not get on the trains. <laughs> um. So did you, what was your kind of role through the trip? A, I don't, wasn't, I didn't have a role. Okay. I was just there to, because it was my first ever CBM trip. Yeah. It was really cool to see what it's like. I did, uh, I helped talk about some of the readings. Um, like I led one of the readings. I did a few talks um, and I did a few of the studies at the youth camp. Um, and... It was just quite interesting, though, to see how CBM trip works. Yeah. So I didn't have a leadership role by any meanings, but I'm glad <laughs> I didn't because... Right, so it's more of a sort of experience what it's like kind of trip. Yeah, yeah. Nice, get into it a bit. Yeah, definitely. Cool. So we always ask people, um, what was your favourite moment? Okay, so my favourite um, scriptural moment if that's the right word to use, was when I was given a talk at the Ifakara Youth Camp um, and they were knackered because it'd just been like a thunderstorm in the night. So, like, I felt sorry for all these children that are sleeping in, like, these tents in, like, 35-degree heat Oof. outside. Um, and they were all tired and I was doing the talk in the morning and uh, they were all sleepy, so I was having to, like, wake them up. I was like, good morning, everyone, and they didn't reply. And I was like, good morning, everyone. But, like, it was quite fun to get them engaged. Um, and I really enjoyed asking them questions, and then they would answer you back. Like, it's not like the UK where the speaker asks a question, and, like, sometimes it's just silence for about 10 minutes. Like, <laughs> someone would have shouted something out. Like, it's really cool. Even if it's not right, it's, it's still really cool to say that people are trying to make an effort. And my favourite other moment was when um, Mike Harris sat. So there was in Ifakara Youth Camp, there were some plastic chairs and there were some benches. And uh, I'd previously snapped one of these chairs, plastic <laughs> chairs, due to my immense weight. <laughs> and um, I told Mike Harris, uh, who's about 120, where, that when he sat down, I said, don't sit in that chair, it's broken. And he goes, oh, I'll be all right, kiddo. I was like, all right, Mike. <laughs> so anyway, Mike sits at the share. We're about halfway through the readings at nine o'clock in the evening at the youth camp. And uh, the chair starts to snap. 
I could see it going, so I tried to catch the back of it. Then it snapped in another place. <laughs> and Mike started slowly, slowly off the end, at which point I'm just in tears. And Ali just sort of pretends to help uh, Mike and holds his hand as Mike slowly slows off the slides, <laughs> slides off the chair. Mike's, uh, Ali's just holding his hand. And uh, Mike's just sat on the floor. <laughs> I'm crying with laughter. The kids are absolutely loving it. And Mike's just like, well, don't just stand there and laugh. Help me up, help me up. <laughs> <laughs> or when we got on the train on a third class train um and about an hour in which we thought was pretty terrible already little did we know we had 18 more hours to go <laughs> mike goes fancy getting on a third class train at my age hey? <laughs> did you get to see any interesting animals whilst you were there interesting wildlife that kind of thing well i actually did so we're at this place called Quambe, and uh our guy Jonathan told us that there's like black mambas in this area um and then John Matthias was telling me the the night before that um that he always shakes his like shorts and t-shirts around in his suitcase where he puts them in because there's like cockroaches and I'm just thinking like no way it's just like (laughs) come on it's not cockroaches anyway about two o'clock in the middle of the night at this place hear a mosquito right in my ear and uh for those of you who don't know what a mosquito sounds like, it's like, right right in your ear. So it's pretty scary. So I shoot up and Phoebe's laughing at me, but it is really scary. <laughs> These mosquitoes can kill you. And I peel back the mosquito net and I look behind and I'm thinking like, why on earth am I looking for the mosquito? It's pitch black and like I'm looking for like an insect. So anyway, I need the bathroom. So I turn on the light of the bathroom. And there's no windows in this place, just basically metal bars and uh, just cockroaches and lizards just scattered around my wall. And I'm thinking like, awful. (laughs) So anyway, I come out of the bathroom, I turn the light off and I'm thinking like, right, I'm going to get rid of this mosquito. So I turned my my light on in my room and there's just like, it's like a zoo in my room. Oh my life. (laughs) So first of all, there's like lizards and cockroaches again thousands of flies oh, around the light no. on the ceiling and just a praying mantis no way on my room in my room like 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 by the door i'm just thinking like what is going on <laughs> so i'm thinking like you buddy mr praying mantis can stay there because i'm not going to touch you <laughs> and but then i just see this huge tail and you guys can't see how big i'm demonstrating but this is probably about a what we say 10 15 centimeter tail that I just saw disappear underneath my bed. And then I'm thinking, oh my goodness me, the black mamba is underneath my bed. No! So, brave Noah <laughs> goes to fight the black mamba. <laughs> so I, not what I, you're I, supposed to do. I grab the, my phone off the bed, and obviously you can imagine, like, I'm trying to put my feet nowhere near the bed, so I'm basically lunging over to my bed. <laughs> I pick up the phone, and I, I get the torch, and then I'm basically shaking as I like doing a press up going down underneath the bed. And I'm shaking. And this lizard just stares at me. Like a huge lizard drops to the floor, then runs up the floor, up along the wall and shoots out the window. Just incredible. Very cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Well, it wasn't. Terrifying. And I didn't sleep that much, very, that, much <laughs> that night. So yeah. do you think that that kind of a trip, I feel like a lot of people, that story is going to put them off going ever. Do you think that that kind of, is it, that kind of experience with horrendous creatures in your bedroom no that was just that was just about there's like there are lizards and at night there's like those flies going everywhere but like 
that's that's just part of it like it's 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 super fun like i'm not someone if uh like you can ask like ali when he, i was with him <laughs> if a fly landed on me like i don't want to fly on me like i'm, I'm freaking out like like i'd happily take my i don't want to fly on me um and so like it's not something you would freak out about like i know plenty of people that are even more scared than me that have gone to tanzania and like really really enjoyed it like yeah. it that shouldn't put you off at yeah. all i think you end up sort of it it just becomes part of the fun yeah. almost yeah, it yeah. just becomes so ridiculous that yeah. it actually it gets funny yeah definitely that's, that's what i found yeah that it was like there's ants in my suitcase everywhere this yeah. is just part of the experience yeah, exactly. and actually you just sort of figure it out and you deal yeah, with it More, definitely. actually i think that i was way better at dealing with awful creatures yeah there yeah. than i was in the uk because you just sort of used to yeah you just like you don't second guess it at all yeah just like oh there just happens There's to be a black mamba in my, <laughs> in my room did you meet any anyone in particular that was really cool um i met a lot of elders and stuff that people from the uk had said send my love to or <laughs> i know there's a, a brother called kim from ifakara meeting who's really really lovely um and we were at Jonathan, as I mentioned, our guide was very, very lovely. Um, there's a few like kids my age that I got on really well with and they were really sound and like really lovely people. Um, so do you think that going going to Tanzania has like changed the way that you think at all? Definitely. Um uh I don't know what the right word to use is, but it's made me realise how well blessed we are blessed is the wrong word because they're also blessed because they've also got the scripture and god's word out there but the fact that how lucky we have the resources and the fellowship and the amount of christadelphians with a sound mind that we do in the uk whereas they are like they're struggling to get five or six people like even just singing hymns like it makes you so thankful how lucky we are to have such a an incredible amount of people in the uk but it was also helpful to me in the fact that, like, it changed. Like, it was really not just... It wasn't... Well, I feel like it would have been uplifting for them. Um, but it was also really uplifting for me. And whilst you're teaching them first principles, it really gets them stuck in your mind as well. And, like, Ali or John or Mike have taught them a first principle talk. And I was like, wow, that's a really good first principle. Like, when someone really dumps it down for a <laughs> lack of intellect mind like mine. It's really good. <laughs> cool it sounds like you've had a really fun time it was really good do you reckon you'll be going again hopefully yeah definitely i would love to go back again yeah nice so would you recommend it to other people definitely i would i would i would love to go again and take some of my friends with me or like a friend with me because i think it's it's such a good experience for for you to like even preparing the talks to go it's to make you do bible study which is like it's, it's enjoyable and you you learning as you go and then when you teach it you're getting better at interacting with people and giving talks and but it's also really uplifting for yourself as well not to see how excited the people out there get about the truth but also to see like how much it can influence you like people giving these talks like you can learn lots as well i did i loved it <laughs> Well, thank you very much for telling us all about it. That's all right. Um, we'll look forward to hearing what happens on your next trip. Oh, yeah. Um, thank you very much. That's all right.
Thanks so much again to Noah for that interview. Um, I think you can tell we had a lot of fun talking about that trip um, and it's really encouraging to hear Noah's stories. So next we've got um, a summary of a CBM report um, about a recent visit to Kazakhstan. It's really exciting. So Sam's done that. Take it away, Sam. Hello listeners, this is Sam here to tell you about one of the more unique and really rather special CBM visits that took place in 2022. Two brethren from the UK were, for the first time in nearly 15 years, able to visit our brothers and sisters in Kazakhstan. If you were to Google, where on earth is Kazakhstan, you will see that it shares a large northern border with Russia, and was in fact a former Soviet Republic. Its track record on religious intolerance and oppression makes it perhaps even more Russian than Russia. We have around 140 brothers and sisters there, and on the last visit 15 years ago, one of the visiting brothers was arrested and they were all thrown out of the country for holding a meeting there. So since then, the brothers and sisters in Kazakhstan have been crossing over into Russia, where they could meet for Bible schools with a bit more freedom. And then the pandemic struck, and just as restrictions were easing, Russia launched its military operation in Ukraine, meaning that UK visitors were not permitted in Russia, Belarus or Ukraine. However, following this invasion, the Kazakh rulers re relaxed their stance enough so that the UK citizens could now enter their country with a visa. And so these brothers and sisters, who had not had a face-to-face -face visit since 2019, were now going to receive some much-needed support and fellowship from the UK. And so the trip started well, with the two brothers arriving at the airport in the capital Astana without their luggage, due to a transfer issue. Then they arrived at the pre-booked hotel, only to find no record of their booking on the hotel system. Fortunately, there were plenty of rooms available for them to book again. They were then able to meet a local sister and share a breaking of bread service with her and fill her in on news from brothers and sisters in the UK whom she had met several years ago when she had spent some time there. The next day they drove north to visit brothers and sisters in small groups. At least that was the plan. At the first destination they were greeted by ten people squeezed into one sister's living room. The day was spent catching up with old friends, sharing fellowship, shopping for clothes, they still were waiting for their luggage, and even trying horse meat. The next day was a public holiday, so they made the most of the opportunity to visit many brothers and sisters who had the time off. They also met a number of contacts who uh, show a good understanding of our foundation beliefs and may hopefully complete their instruction on future visits. The opportunities presented by the Bible schools were sorely missed to teach these contacts about the Gospel's saving message. Over the next few days, the severe weather, several inches of snow, minus 8 degree temperatures, hampered many of their plans, but they made themselves useful by shoveling snow and ice off the track leading to one sister's house, and were able to see a few more families in the area. They were then able to safely return to the capital, and have a final day of fellowship with those that they had not had the chance to meet when they first arrived, before returning home to the UK the next morning. This trip highlighted to the, brother, the visiting brothers the need to re-establish these face-to-face visits for the benefit of our brothers and sisters there. 
They were also able to establish greater communication with the increasing access to technology in the country. And so I believe this shows the hand of our Heavenly Father at work, allowing these trips to recommence and for these brothers and sisters to receive much needed fellowship. The brothers and sisters uh, ended their CBM report with these words. Overall, we felt this was a really beneficial visit. Following three years of not being able to see physically any brothers and sisters in the region, whilst we travelled to Kazakhstan in some trepidation, since no one had gone following expulsion years ago, we actually found the country to be very welcoming and never felt as though we or the brothers and sisters were under any kind of scrutiny. It was clear that in one area they were free to talk about their beliefs to their neighbours and none of those we visited at home were worried about having a dozen or so people in their home together. At one sister's house she had even insisted that we sing a hymn out loud together. And so this gives us greater confidence to visit again on the same basis of seeing small groups in their homes. And so we pray for God's blessing on any future visits there, on any future trips uh, anywhere with the CBM in 2023. Thank you. Back to you, Phoebes. Thanks so much, Sam, for doing such a good job summarising that report. It was really interesting. Thank you as well to Dan Bradshaw, who's our official sort of publicist. Um, he does all of the amazing Instagram posts that you see. Um, we're really grateful to him for doing all of that. So as we start 2023, go into a new year, let's finish this episode on Proverbs 16, verse 3. Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. Thanks for listening.